Hello and welcome to the Writer Song Podcast. My name is Matt and I'm the creator of the Writer Song YouTube channel. Head to writersongpodcast.com to watch a video version of this podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. This podcast accompanies a YouTube video on the Writer Song YouTube channel. The goal of the podcast is to create more space for examples, longer explanations and a focus on the guitar. If you'd like to watch the YouTube video that goes along with this podcast, then there will be a link in the show notes. This week's YouTube video is about the circle of fifths and one particular chord progression that you can discover through the circle of fifths. There's a link in the show notes if you want to watch that. The main points covered in the video were Number one, root notes are the most important in a chord. These are the lowest note in standard triads, also known as the first note or the tonic note. Number two, there have been many attempts to link colours and musical notes in history. This is particularly visible with the circle of fifths, which is a representation of all 12 notes in Western music. A strong anti-clockwise movement of notes around the circle is heard when you start five steps away from a target note and play each note in turn towards that note. For example, if you have a target note of C, start on E, then play A, D and G in turn before C. Number three, these notes and all notes on the circle of fifths can be used as root notes for full chords. And number four, you can use different chord voicings within this progression to add another dimension to them. In a YouTube video, I didn't go into detail about the construction of the circle of fifths. So I'm going to provide a quick explanation here to get everyone up to speed. The distance between each note is known as a half step or semitone. This is the distance from one key on the piano to the key next to it, whether that's a white or black key. It is also the distance between guitar frets. The distance between two notes is referred to as an interval. If you start on C and then move up seven half steps, you get to G. The distance between C and G is called a perfect fifth. This is where the name circle of fifths comes from. The circle of fifths allows you to visualise this relationship between all 12 notes. If you draw a circle and think of it like a clock face, then I'll place C right at the top in the 12 o'clock position. As discussed, the note that is a perfect fifth up from C is G, so I'll now place G in the 1 o'clock position. Now you start from G, move up 7 half steps again, and this time you get to D. You place D in the 2 o'clock position. You repeat this process, continually moving up a perfect fifth or seven half steps from the previous note until you have C sharp in the seven o'clock position. So now you have eight notes on the circle, but you need to fill in the remaining four. To do this, I'll return to the C note at 12 o'clock, but this time I'm going to move anti-clockwise. If you move seven half steps down from C or a perfect fifth down, you get to F. You can also count up from C five half steps to get to F. This is a perfect fourth interval. If you look at the C major scale, you can confirm this by seeing that F is the fourth note in the scale. For this reason, the actual full name of this circle is the circle of fourths and fifths, but it is commonly shortened to the circle of fifths. So I'll put F in the 11 o'clock position. Starting on F now, I'll move down seven half steps and get to B flat. B flat goes in the 10 o'clock position. You then repeat this process, filling in the rest of the clock face. Once you've put A flat in the 8 o'clock position, you can keep going. So 7 o'clock will be C sharp slash D flat, 6 o'clock will be F sharp slash G flat, and 5 o'clock will be B slash C flat. And that's the circle filled in. 
Hopefully that quick explanation is helpful if you've never experienced the circle before. I'll link a full video guide in the show notes if you want to go further. So how can the circle of fifths be used in songwriting? Well in this week's YouTube video, I explained moving round the circle in an anti-clockwise motion. For example, start on E, then play A, D, G and finally C. Here's how that sounds. You can then use these as root notes for chords. In major keys, these give you the following progression. 3, 6, 2, 5, 1. In the key of C major, this would be the following chords. E minor, A minor, D minor, G major and C major. Here's how that sounds with open chords in standard tuning. Listen to how it really draws you in to the one chord. If you want to discover more popular progressions in seven major keys, then head to majorkeychords.com and grab your free copy of my major key chord guide. Link is also in the show notes. I mentioned in the YouTube video that this five chord progression contains the popular 2-5-1 progression within it. You can jump on this progression at any point. If you want to maintain the movement of roots in fifths, then always head in the anti-clockwise direction. In the example, I'll start on the sixth chord and play 6-2-5-1, then I'll play 2-5-1. Listen to how both versions still have a drive towards the tonic chord. You may have noticed that two chords from the major key haven't featured in this progression. The first one is the four chord. You can see on the circle that if we're in the key of C major, F is one step anti-clockwise from the one chord. As we use the one chord for the resolution of our, our progression, it doesn't work as, if, as you'd want it to in this anti-clockwise motion. The other chord is the seven diminished chord. This is at the other end of the progression, so works in the anti-clockwise motion if it is played as the first chord. The reason it is often left out is because many songwriters seek to avoid diminished chords because of their tension and dissonance. Despite this, they can still be interesting chords to consider. Where they are used, they are often played as half diminished chords, also known as minor 7 flat 5. So in the next example, I'll add a half diminished B chord at the beginning of the progression. Listen for the tension it brings, but also how it still works in this motion of chords. In the YouTube video, I also looked at different voicings on the piano to add an extra layer of interest to the circle of fifths progression. This can often be an idea that guitarists struggle to use. It requires different chord shapes on different parts of the neck, which might not be familiar to some players. It's important with these progressions to maintain the root notes as the lowest notes in the chord. This allows the strong anti-clockwise movement to be maintained in the progression. This means that you want to avoid using full inversions which would change the lowest note in your chords. Here's just one example of this, but the options are almost limitless. I've used voicings that start higher up the neck and then descend down to the open C chord to end. Have a go at experimenting with this in your own songs and see how you get on.
And that's it for this week. I hope you found this helpful. And I hope if you've watched a YouTube video that it helps you to have a deep understanding of the power of the circle of fifths. If you haven't watched the YouTube video, then check that out, link in the show notes. As ever, if you've got any comments, questions or suggestions, you can leave them at writersongpodcast.com or on the comments on the YouTube community tab or on the YouTube video. Good luck with your songwriting this week and I'll speak to you next time. All the best.